time. Space. The content feed. It's more than a linear format. It's a prison of endless pedantry where a single choice can branch out into infinite Simpsons quotes, creating alternate shows from the ones you know. I am the listener. I am your guide through this vast new podcast. Follow me and ponder the question. What if we reviewed What If and pitched a second season in the same episode? Intense, the Falzertainment movie review slash pitching podcast for this special what if mashup. Who asked for this? Pitch corn. Pitch, pitch corn. <laughs> pitch corn. Welcome to Pitch Corn. Where uh, we ponder the question <laughs> what if we combine popscorn with Pitch Intense? What if you didn't listen to popscorn but did want to listen to Pitch Intense? Or the opposite. It's a world of possibilities. Welcome to the multiverse of foul entertainment. Worked on so many levels. Basically, we had neither strong ideas for what we would pitch for a season two of What If, and we don't have particularly strong opinions on What If season one. So in order to not give you two half an hour of, yeah, it was fine, and that was some decent ideas, we're combining them into hopefully a better package um, where we are going to collaboratively pitch Air Ideas for Season 2 in the back half of this episode. But first of all, we're going to talk about our opinions on What If Season 1, which is literally wrapped up yesterday. Yesterday, which dates this recording, uh, which probably be out this week. It finished this week. You've probably already seen it. It was that Marvel animated thing that what did happen. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That what did happen. That what did happen. It's It's the show that what we did review. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Yeah. A bold first attempt. Yes, I'll give him that. A bold first... For the most part, most of the episodes did try and go out there. Yes. Some didn't. <laughs> Some really did. Um, and the, the, I think the problem that I'm getting from from the Twitter sphere is that like people are like half in because the show itself seems to be half in. Like The people yeah. that will consume anything that basically Marvel tells them to do... Such are, as us. Yeah. Are a bit on the fence because they're like, well, does it matter? It's a cartoon, which again, because we don't live in Japan, is mm. a little bit of a barrier for entry for some people anyway. Because oh, it's for kids. Um, that I, I think that's kind of impeding some people in getting involved in this. Why it's not been as big a deal as I think maybe Marvel had hoped it would be. Mm. Um, but then there's people who have watched it and go, well, did it matter? Will it matter in the future if I wasted my time? Mm. Um, and all of that, combined with the fact I don't think it had one brilliant episode where I was like, I hope that makes the whole thing worthwhile. It just leaves us in a little bit of like a lurch of like, well, 
Yeah. Well, where do we go now? Where do we go? Is the question I was asking. Yeah. And yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. The weirdest thing to me was being in what felt like a Groundhog Day loop every week where Twitter decided that was Chadwick Boseman's, Boseman's last performance. Yeah. Every week, just like, oh, that was the last we'll see of him. Uh, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, he was work right till the day he dropped. God damn. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give him this. They got most people back. They did. Everyone still under contract, basically, did reprise their roles. They like did. Obviously, they didn't get Robert Downey Jr. back, Chris Evans back, uh, or Scarlett Johansson back, but um, they got... Oh, they um, made up with Scarlett Johansson, did you see? They paid her a lot of money. I don't, I don't think that money. necessarily counters making, good, making no, up with her. But they did pay her what could be charitably described as Robert Downey Jr. money, so you know. Sweet. Um, <laughs> what if Scarlett Johansson got a big win for? Um, <laughs> what if she afforded a fifth house? You're going to hear those two words a lot in this episode, just FYI. Yes. Um, but everyone else came back, so I think that kind of helped it a little bit feel like, no, this is an authentic Marvel product. This isn't like a B project. This is something that they're... You know, really going for. And I mean, we were both very excited for it. Because, I mean, like, it's worst of all, it's like, you know, hypotheticals, which we've built an entire fucking series around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and two, it's a chance to, like, car- especially because it's a cartoon, it's an animated show. Good God, does that open up the world of possibilities. You don't need to worry about budget. You don't need to worry about contracts. You can literally do whatever story you want. Yep. Which makes some of the choices yep. <laughs> in this series a bit like, was that a really a thing we needed to discuss? That's the fucking problem, isn't it? It's yeah. just like, I'm sorry, but like, let's, I feel like we should go through it okay. start to finish because yeah. I've got complaints the longer we go on. Okay. That's I fine. think, and, and I don't agree with what people are saying about the first episode because I think it started pretty strong. I like Captain Carter. I agree. I think that's, is it my favourite? I think it's probably my favourite. No, I take that back. It's not. Yeah. Um, but it, I, it's really strong. <laughs> I was watching it with someone who just has a base hatred for all things Captain America, hmm. which I don't understand because I'm basically the polar opposite. So Rachel was not into this episode at all. Could not give less of a shit about it. Um, but I thought it was a really strong start. It was what this show should have been. It took a, not a B-level character, but not an Avenger, made them the focus of the story, made quite obvious what the change was, and it was a very small thing of mm. Captain Carter choosing not to be, you know, choosing to be in the room with Steve instead of up in the gantry where she's in the film. And then extrapolating out what that small change does. The butterfly effect, basically. Exactly. Um, with a very distinct lack of Ashton Kutcher, which was very annoying, I must admit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but this is what I was hoping the rest of the series would go on to be. But mm. just kind of wasn't, was it? No, really wasn't. This episode got criticised for not doing enough different. Which I think, I think as you're first in, you don't want to go too high. So I think it had a nice cause and effect with changing yeah. stuff around. But I'll admit, yeah, sure. The, you know, th- I'll put it this way. We don't know if Steve's the Winter Soldier yet. That's not really going to be no. explored. So, you know, mm. um, that would have been an interesting thing to, to bring up in that episode. But it yeah. chose to end it pretty much like the moment you get to the future. Yeah. And the way she gets there is different. She doesn't get frozen. So, yeah, it's very much a, not like complete shot for shot remake of the first Captain America movie, but like the broad strokes are all there. Mm. And I was I'm, down for Hydra Stomper. I yeah. Liked that. I like the idea of a, a military funded Iron Man. That's different. And this one, I think I appreciate this one the most because it was a small, believable change. Mm. 
that then led on to more interesting things. And, you know, it feels like somewhat justice for a character. Of all the characters that get introduced, I will say this is the one I'm, like, the most... I'd be A-OK if they got her back, if they got... Um, Hayley Atwell. Hayley Atwell back and just did Captain Carter and she just turned up in an Avengers movie in the future. Yeah, if she's in Doctor Strange, cool. Fucking A. Done. So... Again, people criticise it for not changing enough. Mm. I'm guessing the next one they criticise for changing too much. Well, everybody seemed to love this one, and I don't get it. And I'm a Star-Lord fan. I really liked it. Really? This was my favourite episode. Interesting. Because I agree, I prefer the style of making a small change. This is a change that they... I I don't really get how this got off the ground in terms of like a thought experiment. Outside of, dear God, we need to give Chadwick some work. That. Like, it's... can't have happened mm. you know there's so many like trite ways they have to get to what if what if T'Challa was Star-Lord that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense mm. but once you get over the initial concept I actually really liked it as like what if Star-Lord, Star-Lord was ultra pacifist man mm. and pacified Thor like it's not Thor sorry Thanos see that's where I kind of went Okay, now nah, I'm, I'm dead. That's where it kind of felt <laughs> it like. Was, and then Black Panther solved everything. And I was like, okay, so you took Thanos's one trait, which, yeah. is, which is his drive to, you know, if he'd said, I convinced Thanos to double resources rather than kill half the universe, yeah, I'd be all down. That's cool. But it's like, oh no, he just, he just didn't. He just didn't. He just didn't turn up for work that day, and now he's just fucking grimace in a vest. I see. I don't disagree necessarily. My my problem with this episode is all set up. It's all the stuff that actually happens before the episode that mm. I'd be like, eh, that's a bit there. I like the product that we got from it. I think it was actually quite a fun swashbuckling adventure with him turning the Ravagers basically into the UN and, and all that jazz. I he had really good action. I will give you this. The the animation style sometimes is a bit rickety, I think mm. particularly when it's during um like heavy conversation, heavy dialogue scenes, it, it doesn't hold up as well. When it's just doing action, it's really good. Mm. Some of the fights in this, when it's Star Lord versus the Collector, it's so fluid. It looks so goddamn good that I was really on board for that. And I think that's what pulled it through, despite the kind of shaky setup. If you even think about it for more than ten seconds, it's just going to collapse. Yeah, because it's it's not a great thing. I, I quite like the idea of doing another heist, but like. Eh, I, I don't really, I don't really vibe with it. I don't vibe with fixing characters and just having everything be hunky dory because then that creates absolutely no tension whatsoever. Hmm. Whereas episode three was all tension, which is what I liked. <laughs> it's died my favourite trope. Fuck Tony Stark. Yeah, fuck Tony Stark. <laughs> Every time that motherfucker showed up this season, except for the last episode, he died, and nobody. <laughs> bothered to write the line oh my god they killed tony you bastards how do you not do a cartoon show that involves the repetitive death of the same character and not do that marvel jesus um i was so so on this one like the the central mystery was nice but again because it relied on it was a small change but small change that we didn't get to see happen in the episode it's the um hope van dyne um joined shield Gets killed in the line of duty. Hank Pym goes mental, murders the Avengers, which is fair enough. But I like to see my change happen in the episode and have the Watcher come in and explain this is the change that happened. 
you have to sacrifice for the mystery, but I just wasn't all that kind of into it. Like other than the the base level of like I wonder Drew's doing this, it didn't really it didn't really do it for me, unfortunately. That's fair. It's it's a fine episode. I, I think I appreciated the fact that it was a mystery mm. more than the actual contents of the mystery. Yeah, because when he does get unveiled, like you say, because it's not an event that you see, it does take something away from it. You are yes. right. But it's interesting that we got to see the the Nick Fury Loki dynamic a bit more because there ain't much of that in the Avengers. I'd say there's like two scenes tops. No, you're right, and they do explore that a bit more, which is nice. Plus, you know, <laughs> the trope of killing Stark off all the time was pretty interesting, and the way they killed Hulk, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah! Oh no! Oh no! Stape of Marshmallow Man. One step took me out the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that. Don't wrong, like, there's only one or two episodes that I really didn't, like, vibe at all. Mm. This wasn't one of them. I just mm. feel like the mystery was a bit naff. And, and yeah, compared to, like, we, we come off to what, two very strong episodes. This is where a dip happened. Uh, we didn't actually mention the titles of these episodes. So we've so far, we've got What If Captain Carter Was the First Avenger? What If T'Challa Was a Star-Lord? And uh, what if the was it? What if the Avengers? Uh, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? I think is its full title. Yeah. What if the world lost its most its mightiest heroes? That's the one. So next up, so are we done with episode three? We are done with episode three. It's fine. That's so it. it's what if Doctor Strange lost his heart? This is my favorite one. I get that. Mm. I, I put this in the silver medal position because this feels like. Not the most out there change because it is literally just that the, the change in this universe is that um, he doesn't he doesn't get his hands crushed and his girlfriend dies. Yes, and that's um, it. And her name is Christine because it's said so many there goddamn go. times. She and they got they got Rachel McAdams back to just know, kill her off repeatedly. <laughs> Good God! Um, so this is also so it's the most interesting one because it's basically Doctor Strange trying to undo an absolute point. Which is a different phrase they used from the one they used in um, WandaVision, mm. which was like, it's a nexus point? No, you're thinking of Loki. Nexus points is where timelines branch. I'm thinking of Loki. Yeah. So apparently that is just literally a lack of communication that they locked the scripts for this well before they locked the scripts for Loki mm. and they haven't agreed the terminology. This, I was about to say and bring this up but that leads me so neatly in go on doesn't it feel like these projects are all being handled like handled with their oversight now well a little bit we know that basically they they the reason we gain all these high budget marvel tv shows as opposed to the stuff we got with like the netflix stuff and angel shield is because they reabsorb marvel tv back into marvel proper and put kevin feige as the head of it hopefully it's just repercussions from the lockdown that we're still dealing with, is that they'd have more cohesion if everything had gone to plan. Chopping and changing stuff maybe was a little bit bad, but no, I do I do get that a little bit. They do all feel like disparate projects a little bit. Mm. Now, maybe that's a little bit to do with the autonomy that they're giving, because it's, with the best way in the world, it's TV, not film. Yes. They have let, the they've, they've given them a longer leash to some of the people who like creatively overseen these um, series. Um, whereas the movies, like, they're such a fucking military operation at this point, they need mm. everything to hit and they need this to happen, so 
X, Y, and Z falls into place. I just, I just can't help feeling more and more worried for Eternals as every day goes past. Because, like, if this, like, Loki was very much like its own vision, but I think it worked. Yes. And then you've got this, which is just a fucking camel of a series, and it's like, oh, I'm really worried about the Eternals. I'd, I'd love to douse that worry, but all I can say in return is. But at least Spider-Man's coming. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that's good. That fixes everything. <laughs> really, really fucking does. Um, so, so this one is like, it's the most interesting storyline-wise mm. of like, you know, this new thing they've introduced into the universe. It's something we're going to probably see turn up again. Like, they've introduced this as like, you know, an absolute point or a nexus point or whatever you want to call it. It seems to be that Tony Stark dying is one of them, because why else would you do this unless you're kind of weirdly pissed off at Robert Downey Jr.? Um, the, and Doctor Strange Finn, like, he's one of those beings that could potentially try and stop it, and the lens he would go to to try and stop it mm. is very interesting. It leads us in a very, very interesting place at the end. It does, yeah. Um, I mean, and then there's an entire sequence where Doctor Strange vores the Necronomicon, so that's yeah, interesting. <laughs> It's it's fun Just though. Pac-Man's his way through <laughs> the fucking book of the damned. Um, it, the thing is though, like I like where it leaves it because it it feels like an ending. It feels like the Watcher saw yeah. everything happen. And didn't just go. Oh, we've left that in a nice li- little pile for next season if we want to do I more. Fucking bleak though. <laughs> I kind of, you know me. I prefer things that are a little bit on the darker side. Well, but like again, they could do that because it doesn't matter. I say that. It, I was about to say it doesn't matter chronologically, so they can, uh, uh, you know, going forward in the canon, it's not going to matter, so they can just do whatever they want. Mm. This was the one that felt like if anything had a chance of crossing over, it's particularly because it does involve Doctor Strange and yeah. we're about to get more reverse madness, it does feel like this is the one that we're most likely to see cross over. Yes. It's going to be hella confusing for anyone who hasn't bothered to sit through this cartoon, like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to this Doctor Strange <laughs> with the purple eyeshadow? But, you know, that that... That notwithstanding, I think this is the one that has the best chance. And it'd be the most interesting because the Doctor Strange who they smooth his edges out at the end in the in the team up episode, but it it feels like such a difference from the character we get from just one small change. Again, that one small change was baked into the episode. Yeah. You saw it happen fucking multiple times in this one. <laughs> and we saw the ramifications of that having a really big impact. I mean, it dissolved the fucking universe yep. into a fucking crystal maze ball. So, fucking hey. <laughs> yeah. um, Which, of course, as we know, gets him 10 seconds of extra time in the Crystal Dome, which is always nice. <laughs> How many more gold could he grab with that? What if? Oh, uh, <laughs> what if the Avengers went on the Crystal Maze? <gasps> I'm writing that into the pitch, get the pitch get that Yeah, yeah. That's cold, that's cold. Um, I now also can't say the word mm, without saying them with the gravitas of Jeffrey Wright of saying... Um, Daz, what do you want for tea? Mm. What if we had KFC? <laughs> <laughs> Gravitas, man. Join me in the car and, <laughs> and ponder the question. We haven't even brought him up yet. Um, like Jeffrey Rogers, are, like the role changes as it goes through, mm. as him literally becoming more and more into focus with each episode, of him being like fucking godly, wisping the air in the ether. Mm. To you see progressively more and more of him, yep. including figuring out that he too is black, like Jeffrey, like Jeffrey Wright, like because Uatu is usually the fucking whitest of the white pasty mm. motherfuckers, and the ones we've seen in Volume Two of Guardians of the Galaxy yes. were whiter than white. Yeah, big but, space baby. Yeah, so this at least gives him something that sets him apart from everybody else, which mm. is nice. Um, I, I imagine they, I, I hopefully they do because they just wanted to do it anyway. So is is Jeffrey Wright playing Uatu? Yes. Or he is cool. 
Yeah. Because we've seen watches and we know there are multiple watches. Well, yeah, he... Um, does he ever say that he... Yeah, he does say, I think in the opening credits, he says, I am Uatu the Watcher. He must do. He's just credited as the Watcher, but it's got to be Uatu, right? It has to be, right? Why would you give somebody a full series if it wasn't Uatu? Surely. I mean, there was... You remember what happened after we did... Well, when I did the spoiler warning for Volume 2 of mm. God of the Galaxy, and I screamed, Stan Lee's Uatu the Watcher down the microphone. Yeah. If they just give... Jeffrey Wright a different name, but to all intents and purposes, is Uatu, so we can keep Stanley as that. Mm. I'd be happy, but uh, I think that's what it is. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he does a great job, especially like the humanistic things that happen like right at the end of the last few episodes are really good. I hope he turns up in live action. We've got a Fantastic Four movie coming up. Mm. Like, surely you don't cast someone as good as Jeffrey Wright and then not bother. He is in DC. He is going to be yes. the new... Uh, I think he's the new Commissioner Gordon, I want to say. In... Oh, I don't think he's Hang Commissioner on a Gordon. He's somebody. He's someone. Oh, he's an... Um... Oh, Morgan Freeman. Um, Lucius, Lucius Fox, Fox that's it. Let's have a look-see. Whilst we have a quick talk... You know, can you look at it whilst I... Um, Absolutely, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go on to the next episode, because otherwise that would be bad for uh, audio content. This is What If Zombies. Uh, sure was an episode that I think, you know, everyone's... Re- I've read that comic. I, I know that comic. Yeah. And, like, yeah, they kind of got the flavour. It was funny. I appreciated the comedy in this one. Yes. But I, I was like, this doesn't feel bleak enough. No. When we had the bleak episode the week yeah. before. And yet you don't do that with zombies. Like... Again, fuck Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> it just, it felt like a necessity. Like, if they'd done what if and not done zombies, people would have been a bit annoyed. Mm. But, I, yeah, like... Sorry, you just play Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman. Boom. Right. Sorry. Like, they set up zombie Thanos and do nothing with it. Yeah, that's just there. Like, what happens there, that's it, an interesting thing. You know, it just takes the tropes of, of zombies, but doesn't really do anything interesting with them. It sets it up with zombie Thanos. Wouldn't that be interesting? But, mm. like, they make them proper zombies, whereas in the comic book, they retain, like, their intelligence to the, for the most part. Certainly in the... Because le- they did three right. Marvel zombies. So, yeah, that does come into it. That would have been more interesting if you'd hear them, like, talk and do that stuff. It was just... I think it was just for effect. And, again, because people would have been like, why do you do zombies? Um, so, again, I imagine they'll do the fucking animal... Avengers next season to oppose, appease those fans and yada yada blah blah. It's probably on its way, yeah. I just... I like the selection of heroes that they did. Yes. Because outside of Spider-Man, oh. it did feel like, here's a bunch of people that haven't always had the limelight. Yeah. Awesome. Glad they did that. And then I like the idea of, oh, but Wanda's now a big bad. Yeah. Cool. I, I think it also doesn't help that when you get to the end of the series, it's the one that has the least impact on the last episode. Because mm. other than Zombie Scarlet Witch turning up, they don't bother revisiting um, Scott Lang in a tube. Nope. Um, Spider-Man. Futurama or... Scott Lang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't They don't bring any of the characters in for the big team-up movie. Mm. Now, hopefully that's because they're saving it for an ep- a, a, a part two of this in season two. <laughs> but... That... Although it is now my second favourite use of David Dasmalchin this year, so that was fun. Yes, he was good. In <laughs> I just enjoy- he just introduced Kurt. I was like, I don't forgot who fucking Kurt is. <laughs> no, if there was a low point, it's this. It's the next one. What a pointless episode this was. <laughs> what if Killmonger rescued rescued Tony Stark, aka uh, what, what if Killmonger just 
fucked everyone over. Yeah. That's it. What if Killmonger got to basically the same place he was in Black Panther just by a slightly alternative route? You know yep. when your sat-nav reroutes you? Yeah. That's it. He got right back on track when he pulled fucking Claw into Wakanda. I'm like, yeah. we're just at the film now. Yeah, yeah. Like, nothing really changed. Like, there's just a lack of T'Challa in this one. Like, Eh, it really didn't do anything for me this, this episode. Nothing for me. I feel like maybe they got like they asked everybody, and they were like, "Oh my god, Michael B. Jordan's going to do it. We're probably going to have to give him an episode." Hmm. To like, I know Black Panther was a major commercial success, and to be fair, when they were fine, like first getting into this was probably about the time that Black Panther was the biggest movie in the world. Probably, which is why they gave basically two. Black Panther-centric episodes mm. in, of the nine-episode run. And he has a big part to play in the latter half of the zombie episode. Or, if we've been really grim about it, did the higher-ups kind of know... Did they know, is the question. They were on a time when they mm. thought, we, we, need to, we need to get as much as we can out of Chadwick whilst we can. Yeah. If that's the reason, fair enough. Fuck it, I take all previous criticisms off the board. Other than that, though... Did it need two episodes? This year of shit didn't need to be. No, episode. this one didn't need to happen. <laughs> this one didn't need to be. Because here. I don't think Chadwick's in it, so. He is. Is he? He, he kills Chadwick. Oh, of course he does. Mm. Right, I can only remember it again. Fuck Tony Stark. Because the, this is the one where I was like, now hang on, we are just shoveling Chadwick into everything now, aren't mm. we? Because at the point in which this like, happens, and so it tries to go, okay, what if the very. You know, the impetus of the entire MCU, Iron Man, was changed drastically so he never became Iron Man. Interesting. Mm. Okay, cool. Let's go with that. Um, Chadwick shows up as Black Panther around the time of Iron Man 2. That's wrong. He didn't didn't assume the title of Black Panther until Civil War. Now, I get it. It's what if he could have stolen it. He could actually be Black Panther in this one. But it's... This one was so, like, ticking the box of things it could affect in other movies that it felt wrong to get the timeline wrong. Yeah. And I just it just did nothing for me. I, I barely have any, like, memory of this fucking episode. Yeah. Like... This was, this was the one that felt the most, like, well, no one's going to watch it. It's a half-hour cartoon series. Yeah. Fuck it. Or maybe even, like, it's that late in the series. They clearly front-loaded it with the quality ones... Knew a dip was coming, then people would come back from the team up movie. Mm. Very much felt like that one. And the next one, which I think I like more, it's what if Thor was an only child? Again, a question that I didn't think we'd need answering, but you know. Well, this one has, like, it doesn't have the same problem with the Killmonger one. Its problem is that, because it's largely just a very silly episode of what if Paul Thor was a party bro. This had the energy of, like, you know when you get the Maggie Simpson shorts before a Disney film now? Exactly that. that. was the energy in this. It was basically like, what if Thor Ragnarok Thor was in Thor 1? Yeah. Is essentially what went down here. And I liked it because it was quite silly and they were clearly having fun with it, but it's very inconsequential until the last 10 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Like, <laughs> almost entirely inconsequential. Apart yeah. from, we did get a shout out to my favourite line that I always like to say when I'm doing Thor's voice. Your ancestors called it magic. There wow, we go. That one because <laughs> there was a tattoo. Yes, there was. That was fun. I I, guess. I like the idea that it was very much there was a a more f- like f- believable kind of 
relationship between him and Jane Foster this yeah, time. Yeah. Because it was just, he's hot and fun. Like, oh, wow, that does huh. make a lot more sense than just the first film. <laughs> huh. In the first film, he's just some fucking weird Norse twat. And yeah. then in this one, he's like, I, I bring the party. Here are all my weird alien friends. I'm hot. Do you want a drink? You're cute. And then, yeah, it I, does make of sense. course she would fuck but that. <laughs> it just feels like, because it didn't really change Thor all that much, because we have now kind of got this. Mm. Like, after Ragnarok, this is the Thor we kind of have now in real life. Mm. It just felt inconsequential, especially as we get near the meaty end of things. Yeah. It's somewhat saved by the last 10 seconds <laughs> yes. of, of the Watcher wrapping things up and then going, wait, where? <laughs> As, oh, hold on, it normally goes to shit. What's happened here? Yeah. As fucking Infinity Stone powered Vision, vision inhabiting Ultron turns up, and you go, well, Oh, they're going to make Ultron interesting. <laughs> fucking all right, there. That's a what if. And what if Ultron was interesting? Yeah, that, that's what it should have been called, as opposed to What if Ultron was. Yeah. It should be called What if Ultron was interesting. Because. But Silver Medal, because they made him interesting. Yeah. This this was a really good, like, post apocalyptic This is a better post apocalyptic one than the Zombies one was. Hell yeah, it was. Because it's just Clint and uh, Natasha going around the post apocalypse trying not to get detected by Ultron. Trying to figure out how the fuck do we get rid of the most powerful being in the universe? So <laughs> this, this this fucking half an hour cartoon treats Ultron with more reverence than his dedicated two hour film, right? <laughs> Jesus, I thought they got James Spader back. I thought it they did. Just they turns haven't. out they've got the world's best James Spader impersonist to come in and do it because he was excellent in this. So it has a really good, it has an amazing fight between mm. Ultron and and Uatu. Yeah. That whisper it in quiet voices. <laughs> I think includes Star Wars references. Surely, right? I think they go to Mustafar. You think that's what that is? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Right, they're getting basically Ultron has killed everybody. <laughs> the entire universe is silent, and he hears the Watcher. We've only seen this happen before. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it's only ever happened to um, Doctor Strange before, when basically him and um, Christine were. The only two things in existence left as the pocket universe was imploding around him. Mm. And basically, you need absolute silence to hear the Watcher. Mm. Ultron gets that and goes, who the fuck is that? <laughs> a bit more eloquently than that. But um, to all intents and purposes, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And they have a fucking multiverse fight mm. where he's been punched through realities. And they do a bit where basically you just fight through a kaleidoscope of... Uh, very much like in Volume 2 of Garden of the Galaxy where they're going through the portals. Mm. One of them is a lava planet with what appears to be Darth Vader's castle in the background. You think that's what that is? You... I'm going to get it. Hang on. Because there's also people saying that they fell through and they landed on Felucia. And I'm like, if they're going to land on any Star Wars planet, why the fuck would they pick Felucia? Yeah. The only nerds who played Star Wars Battlefront 2 will know what the fuck it is. (laughs) But I'm telling you what... I'm going to put what if Mustafar... um, (laughs) Y'all telling me that that... Well, this one's got a big arrow in it as well. That isn't Mustafar, and that isn't Vader's castle. I mean, it kind of, it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Now, I remember a few years ago. You know what? I'm going to save that for the second half of this episode. Bear with. It's the most out there fucking idea I could possibly have. Um, in fact, I've only please, just remembered it. I please tell me you've just pitched an episode that's called "What If Synergy." Just... <laughs> No, that's already happened. It's called uh, "Ralph Wrecks the Internet." Oh uh, yeah, good um, point. Good point. 
I hate that movie so much. I hate it more than Passion Sequence. Oh, God, I hate that movie. Um, anyway, so th- that's basically the highlight of this episode is we get a big multiverse fight and also we get to see um, Clint and Natasha um, go and resurrect um, Arnim Zola mm. as like the ultimate virus to take out Ultron. Yeah, also, uh, there's going to be more complaining about that in the in the final episode, but like, USB arrow? Okay, sure. I know we've already had it before. I was going to say, that's in canon! But like... <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, a bit, a bit like, we're going to save the universe <laughs> with a slightly outmoded data transferring system. But, yeah. Um, it, it was a very action-packed episode. Mm. I appreciate that. We've made, and it's the most watcher we get. Because basically he's sworn his oath not to interfere. Mm. But Ultron's now got so goddamn powerful that he might not have a choice. Mm. So outside of like fucking poking Clinton and Natasha <laughs> to find the right file in, in the Russian basement for Arnim Zola. Yep. He's like, you can see him like, fucking look over there! <laughs> yeah. no. Talk about breaking fourth walls. Like he just becomes the audience in that it scene. He really does. He's like, it's right there! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> um, so I get his, I get his frustration. Yep. All that is to basically lead to the final episode, which is, um, what is it called? What if... What if the Watcher broke his oath? Right, so the Watcher interferes, seeing that there's basically a, a multiversal threat. What if I had an idea to bring together a group of remarkable <laughs> people? <laughs> he, yeah, he basically does Nick Fury's job on the multiversal level, mm. where he goes out and he picks the team. He puts together a team, basically, to fight this version of Ultron. Now, I'm not saying that he's got selection bias, but his team's a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he starts strong, he goes and picks out Strange Supreme, and yes. you go, you know what? Yes. That's a man who can tackle a world-ending event because he is a world-ending event. Why would you go and get anybody who isn't just a nuclear threat, right? Like a nuclear, oh my God, this is going to kill everything level threat. This could have been the Annihilators. Yes. As all I'm saying, you could have just gone, right, okay, Nova, Beta, A, Bill, Gladiator, let's fucking do this. Instead, he picks Captain Carter. Who, uh, and again, okay. We know who they're going to pick because obviously the characters we've been introduced to in the film. That's, mm. But speaking in a kayfabe way, <laughs> why would you pick Woman with Shield? Again, this is a man who can literally turn the earth into dust mm. in a split second. He's an all-powerful being and will murder everyone in an instant. Anybody whose main threat is melee <laughs> is basically done with. <laughs> yeah. So, why would you pick him? Why on earth would... Killmonger makes no sense yeah. here. This obvious murderer, you have yeah. been chosen. Like, you watched you usurp an entire country and then threaten to murder everybody around the world. <laughs> why would he make the fucking cut for that? Other than he must have known the, the, the outcome of that fight. Right? But, like, okay, that yeah, is you incredibly can, trite. You though. can make the case that he already knew what was going to happen. And, in fact, that's what Doctor Strange says at the end. But... That then robs it of all drama mm. going forward. Like, if you could have said, like, this is a threat so big that even the Watcher doesn't know what's going to happen. That's what's so good about the last episode of Loki. Because mm. it's just a dude in a room explaining everything to you. And then he goes, and then everything I know just ran out. So what happens now? Fucking floor's that yours. like narratively that's... rich like you wouldn't fucking believe. Yeah. This isn't. Mm. This is... This feels the most 
like I enjoy this episode, but that's mainly because it's just all action and the action's pretty good. Yep. And we get to see some like stuff we wouldn't even be able to see in live action in terms of like, the you know the amount of power that's being hit. And I do like the design of Infinity Ultron. I do like that like, with the as it's a chest adornment. That's fucking good. We didn't even talk about the fact they basically called out Galactus in the episode. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Ultron eats a universe. It's the best thing. It's so he's coming. Good. He's coming. It's time to phone everybody. It's definitely <laughs> happening. Um, so it, it feels like the most like the defenders mm. of like we needed to do a team up episode. We had no real choice. Yes. This is a chore of an episode to do. <laughs> it's a very enjoyable chore because it basically, you know, it pulls together, it makes a cohesive whole out of the series, mm. I guess. Mm. I'm using the word cohesive <laughs> as loosely as possible there, but it's a nice tie up for everything. Other than a fucking random ass Gamora they go and pull out their ass. That, oh, yeah, the um, lost episode. That made me think, did we miss something? I literally went back through the episodes like, I don't think we did. Mm. What happened? So, what if... <laughs> what if they ran out of time? <laughs> no, genuinely, really? that's what happened. The pandemic meant that... Okay, so, here's what I found out. The What If episodes were planned to be 45 minutes long, not 30. Right. Also, they were planned to be 10 episodes. The ninth one being, what if Gamora killed Thanos slash what if Tony Stark was the one that went to Sakaar? Ah. That, those two storylines were going to intersect. We were going to get the reasoning behind this Gamora that killed Thanos, and because right. in the fir- in the scene that they're introduced, which was already scripted, yeah, Tony Stark talks about what if we have to deal with the next big bad. So killing Thanos was part of that episode, right? It is nowhere to be found. They didn't finish it. They've shelved it for season two, which is a shame because you can already buy the fucking Lego set. <laughs> Available, oh, yeah. available this Christmas is Sakari and Tony Stark, um, and you won't even Whoops. see it. You won't even see it for a good couple of years, for fuck's sake. So yeah, um, if if this season felt rushed, that's because it was. So that tells me they had to get it out for a specific reason. Yes, because they had some flexibility in terms of you know they swapped one division and Falcon and Winter Soldier around. I think what if was actually meant to go. First, I might be wrong on that. No, it was definitely it was. Well, we were supposed to get Miss Marvel, and that's been yes. pushed. So but Hawkeye stayed where it is. Right. So that means that narratively, something is happening with What If that we needed this to go here. Yeah. That puts the most credence into something in Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Now I don't think they'll make it a big part of that because you can't expect people to expecting people to watch the Disney Plus stuff is already a bit of a push. Expecting them to watch a cartoon series on Disney Plus yeah. is pushing it. I think it'll be a cameo. This is but. why when we, originally I thought I thought I had this exact same thought and I was saying, right, okay, so the bad guy of Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange. But they mm. nuke that at the end of this episode. I thought it was going to be the Shumut Gorath. Because oh, they did not really talk about that, did they? A tentacle monster turns up several times, and it's big and it's green, and you don't really see its head. Now maybe they pull back on that because they're like, it's a bit similar to Starro, so we probably don't want to be putting it right when Suicide Squad's coming out. Possibly. But anyway, yeah, they they so yeah, you have your big battle. It all ends with the the plan all along was not to defeat Ultron; it was just to get the stones off him. Hmm. It was to trap him, trap him, and Killmonger with the fucking. Oh. The stupidest thing in the entire yeah. fucking series, mm-hmm. which was of course the fucking Infinity Stone Shredder. 
Yeah. The <laughs> fuck was that? The fuck was I that? I feel like, again, if we'd got the Gamora episode, we'd have understood what the weird crab thing powered by the Soulstone was <laughs> that just fucking, yeah, fucking sits on Ultron's chest and gives him a bit of a shred. People were going nuts a lot. Motorboat Ultron. <laughs> People <laughs> God, it does. People will be like, well, why did they have to pick out the soul stone? Is it because Gamora? I'm like, no, because that's the one you can actually hold in your hand. The others fuck you up. Surely. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, we, the power stone really fucks you up. Yeah. Okay, good point. Um, well, I thought it because it gave a soul to the machine, and then that's... Because <laughs> that's basically what fucking vision is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I kind of hope someone doesn't start shagging the fucking the stone shredder. Anyway. <laughs> Someone's rule 34 it already. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, that's true. <laughs> it all wraps up. They basically get trapped in a... Because there's two obvious flaws with the whole plan. One, Killmonger. Yep. Two, what's stopping Armin Zola once he gets inside Ultron and deletes Ultron? Just taking over the body and carrying the fuck on. Hmm. I at least appreciate that the Watcher was aware of both of these flaws and basically traps them in a little pocket dimension hmm. that is also the end of, the, of Men in Black, if I remember... Uh, we're all just trapped in a marble. Hmm. So he does that, tasks evil Doctor Strange with looking after this little... Um, unbelievable, Michael. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this little pocket dimension and says, this can never break because otherwise that would be bad. It's not the most satisfying conclusion in the world, is no, it? No, but you'd hate to be fucking uh, Ultron World uh, Black Window who didn't even get a call about what was happening. No. They just turned up. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, we're here to kill that Ultron guy. You're like... What do you think I've been fucking doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they give her a nice ending. It's a bit of a weird ending. Which reality did they plonk her in? Was it the one where Hank Pym killed everyone? Was it that one? No, because Cap's there. Oh, Cap's there, yeah, you are it, right. It's just a random one that Black Widow died in. Mm. There you go. You can fill in there now. That's not going to raise ethical questions. No, nope. um, <laughs> not in the slightest. So, I still like the concept. In fact, so much that we're going to try and pitch a season two. But in terms of... It didn't really stick the landing as well as I would have hoped. Mm. Some level of rushing maybe robbed them of like their grand scheme of the, the perfect version of this. And I am still interested in a season two, and I hope it carries on. But someone asked me about it at work, and I was like, I can't really tell you to watch it because it's neither so it's it either need to be so brilliant that it didn't matter that it was in canon, or really important going forward. Mm. I don't get the feeling. It's definitely not good enough that it basically overrides any apathy you might feel towards season. And there's not many signs that it's going to be important going forward other than to its own second season. So How is it that we've got the important in-canon theory, theoretically, Marvel series, mm. with quite a high budget, with mm. very knowable voice talent, being trumped by Star Wars Visions? That's real weird to me. I haven't watched Star Wars Visions. I'm not sure whether you would like it, but like it's fine. Seems very Japanese, Michael. The first episode is very Japanese, but it's fucking cool. It's so good. But like it's that's actually like it's doing stuff that's markedly different. It's mm. going, this is so not in canon that we're gonna have the umbrella lightsaber or some shit like that. And it at least has an identity. Right. This needed more time to cook. Like you say, why would you put it out in this state? It's not that it's bad, but like no. every single idea they've had needed more room to breathe. Yeah, they lost an episode, and it was noticeably lost. Yeah. So, what's the play? Why did you need to get it out? It's got to be that it's part of um, multiverse. Got to be. I yeah. I hope once we do get to Doctor Strange, maybe even they'll start doing it in Spider Man. 
once we get past that point, hopefully it'll make more sense. And a season two that includes that last episode that you can then retroactively go back and put in the first season mm. cures all the ills. But yeah, this is why we felt the need to combine them because I don't really have strong opinions either way. I didn't feel like I wasted my time, but neither do I say I really enjoyed myself. And it would have been, I think it would have been fine to introduce characters we haven't met in that last episode if that was going to be a thing. Yeah. But the Gamora absence was just too much of a, yeah, we ran out of time thing. Because yeah. if they pulled in five other people we hadn't met before, be like, oh, sweet, okay, we're going to meet those guys in the next Fair season. Fair enough. Hey, no. It wasn't Marvel's strongest idea. That being said... We've got some strong ideas. <laughs> let us have a go. Let's do it. You say we have strong ideas. <laughs> so We've got interesting ideas. If you've never seen a, or seen, if you've never heard a pitch episode before, um, usually we both have ideas and we, we pitch them against each other and you can tell us which one you thought did the best. We have now started doing collaborative ones where usually there's either something that we you know don't have strong opinions on either way and we feel we can work together, or it's something so gargantuan that it will need the combined might of both of us to really fucking get out. We've done Grand Theft Auto 6. Which was really good. Really fun, good. This is the thing, it's most annoying because we tend to pitch stuff that then never gets made, although we have willed some stuff into existence. Yes, you can thank us for Arceus later. <laughs> You're very welcome on that. Uh, so on and so forth. We've done the Spider-Man 2 pitch episode. Oh, um, that was a great one. I didn't put Craven the Hunter in, and then they've gone and put Craven the Hunter in, so yep. cool. So we're going to do the same thing. We are going to set a half an hour timer. It's loose if we need to wrap some stuff up at the end. That's fair enough. But we're going to set a half an hour timer and give you all our ideas. Because we admit to each other that we didn't have a full set of like nine episodes ready to go. Nope. We had desperate ideas that hopefully between us we can improve and put together, cobble together an epi- a season between the two of us. Yes. Are you ready? I am. There goes the timer. Start us off with your strongest idea. Well, the first one I wrote down was, what if the other half got snapped away? Oh, yep. I'm going to immediately put that as episode number one. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's so instead of you, you basically end up with a scenario with Endgame where the team is Doctor Strange, Spider Man. You'd still have Ant Man because he's in the quantum realm. Scarlet Witch. Uh, who else? Who else got snapped away? Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, Groot. Uh, Groot. Um, um, Falcon. Falcon. Black Panther. Okoye. Uh, and all of Ant-Man's posse. Yes. So, the original Avengers, Rocket and War Machine and Nebula are gone. You've got everyone else left. You can play with all those guys. And you have to have them lose. Because it's the... Because Doctor Strange saw 14 million futures, and we're the only one in one, so you've got to fucking make them lose. But you've got Doctor Strange on the team, so you can do some real crazy shit. Oh, and you'd have to have Peter Quill live with the guilt of what he's done. Yep. And not just get to peace out of that for fucking yep. years. Oh, yep. <laughs> that's a fucking winner right yep. there. Especially because the guys in space, are they even part of it? Because for all intents and purposes, just Tony and Nebula went. So, like, the Guardians are hanging out with Peter Parker. So what's going on there? What's going to happen? Good point. Star Spider. Sorry, <laughs> that's my own pitch. Uh, <laughs> oh, because you've got time. Yeah, they give they give like the end game jump is like what five years or so. Uh, yes, five years. You've got time to put Doctor Strange and Spider Man in Guardians of the Galaxy and make them full fledged members of the fucking team. Surely, instead of it being oh, that means Captain Marvel got snapped away. Fuck yes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's that. She appears in what if? 
didn't even feel like we needed to mention it. Nope, not in the slightest. Um, so she wouldn't be the one to bring the, the ship back. So surely it's got to be Star-Lord brings Spider-Man home. Yes. That's how you started out. Uh-huh. Um, they all assess the situation. Let's go and kill Thanos. Do they lose? When they go and find him again, because the stones are. Fu- do, do, would he still use the stones to destroy the stones? He's 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 but task he, hasn't changed. So no, but you also get rid of the time travel aspect. Yeah, they can't they undo don't it. Don't have that. You have well, okay. You could say that they have that instead of doing technology, it'd have to be sorcery. Hmm. They've got Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, so there's, there's enough potent fucking energy there that they could potentially do something with that. Hmm. So, oh, yes, hell yes, that's definitely going in as number one. Hell yeah. So, my my best pitch is a fucking left field pitch. <laughs> so, what I really wanted to do was, because again, I pointed out that my favourite thing is when you see this change based into the episode. I said, what if we just did one change hmm. and all nine episodes just looking at the ramifications of that one change? So, of course, it was, what if Jar Jar's tongue doesn't get numbed by the pod racer beam? <laughs> Oh, what if Star Wars series would be fucking mm, eh? interesting? I was like, "What's the earliest change you can do that then has the knock-on effect?" Mm. Obviously, Cap dies. Cap dies in the forties and does not make it. I've got a similar yeah. idea, so we'll roll that into okay, one. So that the only idea I kind of fully fleshed out of that was how it would impact on Tony. Mm. So I said, "We've no fixation on Cap, Howard Stark." instead becomes a more attentive father. And this leads to him and Tony working together to use... Because obviously you wouldn't have the Winter Soldier. Mm. Working together to use the technology to supplement the Super Soldier Serum. So mm. instead of having it being Bruce's problem trying to recreate it, the Stark boys are on it together. Yeah. So Tony unveils himself as the Iron Man, the first cyborg Super Soldier. It's okay. not a serum technology. Basically, it's extremist, but like instead of it, you know... Coming from one central point, it's it everywhere. Skin. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. So kind of like a Colossus situation. Exactly that. Interesting. They announced the Stark Security Services, a private army for hire with him at the front of it. Um, their first counterattack against the Ten Ring goes very well. And you would do that, it would still end with basically what you get in Iron Man 2 of like the virus, the, you know, the, the technology extreme, yeah, yeah. is killing Tony. But that was my first kind of set up of I haven't really got a title for it other than what if Cap dies um, <laughs> my my the one I could put was not that he died he just never went in the ice so he never makes it to right, Avengers okay. yeah, he, just, yeah. he lives his life and that's yeah. it I guess that's maybe a different story because yours is Cap dies that's it mine is Cap continues to be a figure until his natural death in like the fucking 70s, I guess. Oh, so when you mean he doesn't go in the ice, you don't mean that the jet impacts on, like, you know, blows up on entry and kills him. You mean. He didn't go he in the ice. Right, he, okay. su- he survived but didn't survive until 2012. Right, okay. You could do both. Because mm. then you. Cap. But then Cap will be a big mm. influence in Howard's life the whole way through until they both die. And the Winter Soldier still happens, but then Cap. Oh, maybe that is its own episode because the Winter Soldier gets to take out an aging Cap and what the fuck's that going to do to a world that's got used to Captain America being in it? Because in that world, given more time and resources, they would eventually figure out the Super Soldier Serum Mm. and be able to replicate that. Because you've got a dude there. He'd be the most wanted man in America. 
this is what I mean. It would be very interesting just doing an entire season that was just like, not even necessarily it was just the one change of Cap dying, but like what are the variables of this one point in history of what happens to Cap? Mm. And then you spin that out, a different scenario spins out into each episode. Could we still do that with your one? You know what the change happens there is that Cap gets snapped. Do we make it just a Cap series? <laughs> I'm not saying that because I'm a fucking Cap fanboy, but are we down for both of those joining well, the lost roster? Uh, sure. I, I think yours is more interesting and leads to a more impactful change. So Cap didn't go in the ice. He dies. Yeah. yeah. What if Tony is the super soldier? That's what the title is. Mm. What if Tony is the super soldier? But then yours would be... Uh, what if Cap never went in the ice? Or potentially, what if... Just what if Cap... No, what if Cap went in the ice? What if Cap never went in the ice? Hell yes. Right. Um, I've got a really left field idea. So the, I, I got a nugget of a second one, hmm. which was like... Shall I wait for my other Cap-centric one? <laughs> yeah, well, fuck it. We're in the Cap section. Let's go for it. Let's what go. What if Cap supported the Accords? Oh. Hmm. Oh. Are we going to get into some evil Superman situation? If instead of Civil War ever happening, he goes, no, you know what, Tony? You're right. Everyone has to sign up. Everyone has to be on this big database. I don't feel you're going to jive with this because I seem to remember you didn't actually like this character change. Could you do Captain Hydra? You could. It felt like the one episode I thought, if I had to, before we'd even knew what was happening in season one, I thought they're definitely doing fucking... It's the most. It's a very narratively rich idea, and it's a very simple change of mm. like you just have him be an agent of Hydra the whole fucking time. So where would you introduce Agent of Hydra in the timeline? Would oh. it be before he went in? Would it be when he came out? Would it be the Winter Soldier happens as a film, but he goes, you know what? It's pointless to um, go against it. You just have it not be you, the Shield team that recovers him from the ice is not. Shield. A shield shield team, it's a Hydra sleeper cell within Shield that gets him first. Oh, the him and Winter Soldier is like the double that's that's the episode. Yeah, yep. Screw supports the Akovia Accords. It's uh what if what if Cap was a Winter Soldier? I don't know. I don't know. What what if Captain Hydra? Yeah, what if Captain Hydra? Right, we that might we've now got three very pivotal <laughs> Yeah, because we've still got ideas to get Because you can still do it in the Civil War setup, and you have him sign, you know, him, just the simple changes, he's on the side of the accord and Tony isn't. Mm. And then you just find a way to do the little Hail Hydra bit, boom. Oh, that's it. Yeah, the sides are swapped. Tony's now like, I figured out your Hydra. And he's like, no, no, everyone has to sign up. It's for national security. Mm. There you go. There you fucking go. Cap can even be open about it. And Iron Man's like, but but what are you going to do? You'd be held accountable. You'd gone against the accord. Bro, yeah, everyone come for you. They're going to think you've killed the fucking, you know, the banner child of all that's good in this world. Yeah, they'll fucking come for your ass. <laughs> this is why we do collaborative. We're fucking cooking. <laughs> Can I throw my not my most left field idea? That's the one I remembered when we were doing the review. Yeah, yeah. I want to do a body swap with the actors. Okay. Specifically with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. In that some fuckery what, happens. What, what if Chris Pratt but 2007 Chris Pratt? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> the body swap is the Guardians of the Galaxy as we have them in the Marvel Universe literally swap places with Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Vin Diesel on stilts <laughs> and so on. They just swap universes. I'm not even necessarily saying we need to see what happens to the Guardians in our world. 
So it's Peter Quill in Parks and Rec. It's uh, Gamora literally just being in Avatar. <laughs> and we get like a big... F- I know exactly when it happened as well. Start of volume two when they're fighting that interdimensional thing. Mm. It actually attacks them and does some interdimensional stuff. And although it still dies, we just end up with Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, <laughs> fucking Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel and Zoe Zaldana stood on the platform on um, wherever the hell they were. Um, the Golden Planet. That makes them canon in the MCU. <laughs> it's what if, Michael. We can do whatever the hell we want. And it's them just going, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. And like no one believing them. Like everyone's still acting there like the Gardens of the Galaxy. Mm. I really just want to see Vin Diesel on stills. <laughs> yeah. And everyone thinking he's a tree and purposefully. And he's like, I'm not, I'm speaking English. They're like, such a strange and beautiful creature. <laughs> oh, because they might be doing this. There's a theory going around in in um, in um, uh, Spider-Man um, No Way Home mm. is that they're all inhabiting the same body mm. and you just happen to see... Yeah, yeah, Jeffy, yeah. Like, So Doc Ock, when he says, Hi, Peter, he's not talking to, to-, uh, to um, uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. He's talking to Tom Holland. Talking to Tom Maguire. Yeah, yeah. So they could still look like them to all the people who are interacting with them. I so love, Vin Diesel's it. like going, ah, la, 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 and they're just hearing, I'm Groot, I'm Groot, I'm Groot, I'm Groot. <laughs> yeah. And they still think, like, oh no, even better, we don't get Bradley Cooper, we just get an actual raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's nothing special about it. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just a raccoon. <laughs> or it's Bradley Cooper and a raccoon. And he's like, what the fuck's with this raccoon? Or it's Sean Gunn in the green suit. <laughs> all three of them. All three all of, of them, them. All of them. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing more than that other than just hilarity ensues. <laughs> but it'd be great if the watcher just turns up and just takes actual Chris Pratt <laughs> and Tony Saldana on the team up mission at the end. No, fuck, that, he just turns up and gets the thing raccoon. Is, thing is, that means Peter Quill gets to live in a sitcom, which is what he wants. You get to show the other side of it. That's, ah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> What if? Um, <laughs> There's not a spelt title for this, though, is there? No. What if um, casting catastrophe? <laughs> what if dot 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 casting question mark? You know they did that for zombies. Yeah, there you go. Casting. <laughs> um, okay, I'll get round to my maddest idea. Mm. We've had we've got 17 minutes left. I feel we're doing well. We've got five episodes. Sweet. Uh, I've got now I don't know which way you want to go because both are interesting I feel like the first one is more interesting Uh, what if Hela was worthy or what if Loki was worthy one of the two I think Hela's more interesting we've got so much Loki stuff let's do Hela I like the idea of Hela because that's Hela interesting (laughs) you know when they revealed the mural in Ragnarok and it was Odin conquering worlds imagine if just like during that he gave her Mjolnir like oh, that changes some things. That does change some things, because then you wouldn't have. That'd be a universe without Thor and Loki in it, or at least Thor and Loki is just lackeys of their older sister. Mm. You could do, uh, you could do the Thor that is existing in the comics version that went against Gore the God Butcher, where mm. he was unworthy. Yes. So you've got unworthy Thor. You've got. Li- not even not even liberated child Loki. You've got fucking prisoner of war Loki. Yeah. Because they didn't they didn't they went to war with the frost giants, but they fucking won. Yeah. Like one one. Fucking annihilated the lot of them. He's okay. a trophy. Like. Oh. And then the first Thor movie is now 
it's similar to what we had with Loki coming to Earth. Yeah, fine. But now it's Odin is back. Hella at his side. The two lackeys. And it's like the first, first Thor movie probably would start with uh, Jane Foster getting nuked. <laughs> See, I thought you'd go down the route of like literally the first Thor movie plays out, but Hella's in Thor's role. So oh, we could she's try that. deemed unworthy. Sent to Earth, but obviously because she's a like you know a, um, an evil presence on Earth, he wouldn't be all like you know jovial. Let's get back. We're going to do all these things. Hmm. Uh, that doesn't work. Then who's the bad guy? Unless it's like a Killmonger episode where Hela just is the bad person, and then just goes fucking. I'm going to take over Earth through other means. No, that's not good. I think you have to rewrite what makes Hela worthy yeah, because. Weaker. Because, mm. like, it doesn't mean that Hela's good. It just means that she can wield this fucking hammer. So it's almost like what if Odin's mind was changed because what he deems to be worthy is now completely fucking different. I think it has to be that they go to Earth and unworthy Thor challenge... Hit, unworthy Thor and Prisoner of War Loki challenge Hela. So they're going to come down to conquer Earth. Yes. They're finally going to get round to it. They gave him a fucking pass for whatever reason for yeah. how long. They've conquered the other uh... eight realms. They've only got Midgard left because it was the least interesting one. Yeah. Which means that they've already conquered Nidavellir, so like they've got the, the, the forge where the gauntlet and Stormbreaker's made. Fuck it, Stormbreaker's here. You know, that'd yeah, be fun. Yeah, they've got um, uh, fucking Malekith on side. Yeah. He's like the Loki standing for the situation. Like, he's the fucking manipulative boy. Oh, that would be interesting. Mm. Mm. God, we'd redeem Malachi. We're doing it. You thought Ultron was a fucking task. We'll make you love Thor the Dark Thor. Much like all Marvel is trying to do at the moment, we will redeem Thor the Dark World if it (laughs) fucking kills us. Yep, what if Hela was worthy is in. Dope. So, I didn't really get much further. Like, because the knock on one for the Iron Man was like a Hulk idea. Because I literally just wrote. Write a Thor idea. Write a Black Widow idea. Um, so what if Thunderbolt Ross is now under pressure from the military to show they are still a force with the rise of the Stark security services? Mm. So instead of Bruce testing on him, the substitute searing on himself, Ross takes and turns to the Red Hulk. That's about as far as I got with that. Yeah, I so, think it's very... Yeah, what if what if Red Hulk? But uh, it's, it's that saying that we won't get Red Hulk. Yeah. During She-Hulk, maybe? You know. I've taken a classic what-if situation. This is literally one of the comic books. I don't know if they do because they haven't reintroduced him yet. I really want what if Punisher kills everybody. <laughs> yep, that's cool. Like we'll have it. I I know there's rumours galore that he's coming back. Oh, John Bernthal's coming and back. And there's more stuff about Matt Murdock. I've heard that they're going to just bring. They're going to do basically what they did with Sky, not Skyfall, uh, Casino Royale. Mm. Bring back the actors, but none of the rest of it is kayfabe. Mm. You're going to get Kingpin, Daredevil, and. Punish you back, but we're going to restart him. I'm like, fucking hell. What if I get some back? That's fine. I am perfectly okay with. Because <laughs> I just think that that's more of your zombie episode where it doesn't really have, like, it's not narratively interesting. You want to do Punisher or Daredevil? Sorry, a Punisher or Deadpool kills everybody because Deadpool's also killed Deadpool the Marvel thing. Deadpool would be funnier, wouldn't it? I feel like Deadpool would make it a bit more levity, whereas Punisher is just, he yeah, goes that's mental. A good point. Yep, Deadpool kills everyone. What? Uh... There's your zombies episode. Yeah. That's the one. So, do we want to do any sequels to season one whilst we're here? Um, I feel like it's interesting to explore different ideas because it looks like that's going to set up for season two as it stands. Because yeah. you know, Hydra Stomper was at the 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 mid credit stinger for the end of What If. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zombie Thanos. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I want to see that, but the rest of the ideas, like they kind of just went and we're done. Okay. Any quick ones you want to throw out that we can? I don't know if this is going to work. Go on. What if Quicksilver didn't save Hawkeye? 
during Ultron. Mm. So Quicksilver's alive, so Wanda doesn't go mental, but Hawkeye's dead. And would that affect anything? No. <laughs> cool. In that <laughs> case, we'll, not. We'll, go, uh, we'll go for my next one. Uh, what if Wanda hexed the world? Oh, and WandaVision wanted to turn it was the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. So it's basically House of M. You've got to give someone their memories. Who mm. would retain their memories in that situation? Who would be best to retain their memories? Because it can't be Vision because he's too close. Mm. And he's dead at this point. Mm. I'm tempted to say Cap, but we're giving Cap too much of the limelight. We are. We can't give it all to Cap. Who else has a relationship with what? It could be Clint. She, oh. she does hang out with Clint quite a bit. In fact, it's got to be Clint, hasn't it? Because they talk about when Black Widow died in the end of Endgame. It's got to be Clint. But, yeah, it has, hasn't it? That would give us a Hawkeye episode, which I'm all for. Yep. Um, so Clint's the only one that realises the world's a sitcom. And he realised this can work because he's only just got everyone he cares about back, including Scarlet Witch. Hmm. But he realises what he's got to do. Yep. He's just got to go put Scarlet Witch down. Yep. Now, we keep casting Scarlet Witch as the bad person. <laughs> this, but, but this is this is the what-if situation. It's what if she doesn't realise the responsibility of her powers and deals with her grief and just becomes a megalomaniacal bitch. Like, I'm going to put that in there. Go for it. What if Wanda Hex the world? Because um, I just wrote down planet hulk question mark <laughs> of like do you do it that he conquers sakar and then he comes back he basically becomes the booker t of the situation exactly <laughs> we're coming for <laughs> you nigel uh, <laughs> i could be down with that because i thought like what if illuminati but i'm like no you save that for live action you yes. do not funk illuminati here nope um what if wonder hex the world so i was like could you do a hulk because hulk didn't really get an episode hmm and I think that's the only like thing you really could do with Hulk because obviously we haven't had a fucking movie since Ed Norton, isn't it? Yeah. What do you do on Sakaar that's interesting? He takes like, he immediately kills the Grandmaster day one. Yeah. Usurps the throne and runs Planet Hulk. Mm. That could be interesting. But then... oh, what if it's like so? Like he conti- yeah, he continues being champion of the arena. Yeah. But he's running the fucking show. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm running with the idea of we're just doing a ten rings Tekken series, and now it's just now it's just Hulk basically doing his own version of the fucking Cell games from DBZ, and he's like, "Bait around, Bill. You're a pussy. Come fight me." <laughs> so you get a look. this can be your action heavy episode. I mean, yeah. you've got Deadpool killing everybody, so that can do it too. Mm. That's a lot of action to do, but then you could have it be like. I, I want to find a way where it's more... You get Smart Hulk faster, basically. Right. Like, you, you he, he... When they're going to Sakaar... That's the change. When they have that conversation, that meditation that basically combines the two halves on the way to Sakaar. So Smart Hulk goes to Sakaar. So you get that change faster. Hmm. That means he immediately susses out the situation to just go along with being a gladiator. And yes, you can show him beating up people, but then you see that he's basically amassing his underground forces... And you have him topple. That's going to be the end of it. You just have him topple the grand ma- the grandmaster at the end of it. Mm. Yeah, that could work. Okay, cool. This is good. We are on episode nine now, but that's fine. We haven't got to stick to nine episodes. That's true. I think as long as we get a season, we're happy with. I feel like I've only got the I've only got the last idea I wrote down. Okay. Um, and then we can talk about the end. <laughs> okay. This one, I don't know if it's going to work, but I think it's an interesting question. In the first Avenger, <laughs> because everything comes back to Cap. Yes. Howard Stark says, that's the world's amount of vibranium in the shield. What mm. if he knew there was more? Or what if he had more? Okay. So you've got two options. 
Howard Stark invades Wakanda, option one. Yeah. Or Howard Stark has enough vibranium to make a suit, which is option two. Ooh. And with all the properties of vibranium. And you could have Iron Man, but in the 60s. Iron Man, but in the 60s with Captain America from the beginning. And Iron Man is now Howard Stark. Or whoever he chooses to be Iron Man. Who's around in the 60s? Good point. Hank Pym's knocking around. By Hank then. Pym is knocking around. What if Hank Pym was Iron Man? Well, because then you could do... What if they basically built the... I got it. What if they got Cap out of the ice sooner? Mm. And they did 60s Avengers. Okay. Howard Stark is Iron Man. Hank Pym can still be Ant-Man. Yep. Cap. Yep. Who else would we have? Um, Black Widow's mum from Black Widow. Yeah, it's a bit too. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, she could... wouldn't be on side no. now, would she? She's who... bit... right. Who else? She is could be a villain. In yeah, she'd be a sleeper agent. Uh, who else is knocking around? You'd gladiator? The... You'd Not gladiator. To... You'd fucking... have to fight the Black Widows because it's fucking Cold War. Yeah, you'd have to fight the Black Widows. The dude that La... um, Lawrence Fishburne played in. Oh, oh, um, yes, 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 um, yes. He could be Goliath, couldn't he? Goliath, yeah. Oh. So you can have Goliath. Yes. You got Goliath, Ant Man, Cap, Iron Man. Uh, well, Hulk Van Dyne, Hulk Van Dyne. Uh, Janet Van Dyne, so you can have Wasp. Young Nick Fury? Could, I mean, mm. It might not. Uh, what's his face from uh, Civil War? That's not Civil War, Winter Soldier. Uh, Alexander Pierce could yes. be, a, could be a, your guy. Yeah. Because basically, we can recreate original Avengers. Mm. We've got Iron Man, we've got Cap, we've got Ant Man and Wasp. We just need a Hulk. Mm. Well, if that's Goliath, job done. Exactly. All we could do, we could. He's Thunderbolt Ross around by then. He's probably from an eagle, so he is. So he's Red Hulk. And we just... Yeah. He could be Red Hulk. There you go. 60s Avengers it is. 60s Avengers. <laughs> we may have to cut some episodes, because again, very <laughs> cap-heavy. So yeah, that's another one of... But this all comes back into the cap stuff of like... This is the change of cap is that he goes in the eyes, but he comes out earlier. What if 60s Avengers are going to change that? Because then that's a nice, neat pull to, like... Well, when they actually did the first Avengers comic in the 60s? 60s, 70s, Something right? like that. Ooh. Yep. Okay. I've got one that might work for a team-up. Okay. I'm just going to tell you my really left-field choice. Let's hear it. What if Alderaan was one of the nine realms? Alderaan? Alderaan. As in Star yes. Wars yes. Alderaan? Yes. Yes. Was I one of the nine this, realms. I wrote this... Years ago, after watching the first four movies, <laughs> as like, what if they really wanted to cross Star Wars and and, and Marvel? Up, how would do that? It's set a long time ago. It'd have to be Thor because he's been around for thousands of years. <laughs> Alderaan was one of the nine realms that fucking wakes Thor up to. Oh my god, what the hell's happening? And basically, we get Darth Vader and the Emperor versus Odin, Loki, and Thor. <laughs> Y'all want synergy? I give you synergy. <laughs> They're both round at the same time. They're both capable of quick travel between the realms. And Alderaan being one of the nine realms blowing that up makes them take notice of what the fuck's happening. <laughs> and you'd have to have an inconclusive finish, obviously, because you couldn't have either one kill each other. But mm. you look me in the eye right now, Michael, and tell me you don't want to watch Darth Vader fight Thor. <laughs> tell me that. 
Tell me you don't want that, Michael. I can't tell you that, obviously, but like... I'm not actually picking this as a genuine option. How would this work? It wouldn't, (laughs) but I'd want it to work. I'd want it so badly. (laughs) The only versus a lightsaber. Mm. You don't want that. They both have lightning powers. You don't want that, Michael. You don't want that. So the idea of a lightsaber, and then it hits Yone, but it doesn't melt. And you're like... (laughs) It's the force... Versus fucking Norse mythology. <laughs> it's oh my god. It's Norse versus Force. What if Norse versus Force, Michael? I'm writing this down. Norse versus Force. I, I want it too much. Jesus. Okay, I'm sorry. That's uh, that can be the bonus episode if it, if it does well. Norse versus Force. <laughs> that maybe is better saved for a What If Star Wars series, which mm. would be a nice pitch as well. I've got an idea for a team up. Okay. That is the 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 finagling we do to get it what if Stan Lee assembled the Avengers yeah I'm down he's in all the movies it gives him an actual point you um, fucking solidify his whole agent of the watchers thing mm. you could have him even talk to a watcher someone's got a good Stan Lee impression in their back pocket surely and it'd be Stan Lee going through and picking some of these out yeah and putting them together oh because like we're doing it as like we're doing it similar to what happened at the end of this season but mm. but Stanley's like I want the most interesting ones. You got to show me the multiverse. Okay, I'll give you this. That could work for the Sixties Avengers. Well, if it's Stanley that assembles. Stanley tells them where tells Alexander Pierce where Cap is. Mm. They get him out, and we have Stanley. We get to hear Stanley say the fucking. <laughs> there was an idea, like because <laughs> I don't like keep coming up with multiversal threats could get a bit tiresome. Mm. I think that maybe is a more fun way to... You have the Stanley dedication episode of... At the very least, could Stanley could be the Coulson of the situation. Exactly. Because, like... And just quite like the idea that, like... <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. are trying to be normal, and then you've got him with true believers. It'd be great. Oh, you're making This is far too much meta. What? Stanley's the Hulk. It's a Simpsons reference. Yep. <laughs> I'm making that the last one. I'm, well, I'm making an, an executive decision to make Sixties Avengers the finale. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, did you have any ideas for a wrap-up? Uh, no. Because, I... I mean, again, we, how could we? We couldn't know what we were going to pitch. But... <laughs> um, well, what have, what have we got? And we'll try and think of a, an end villain for the whole thing, for the whole yeah, shebang. copy that. I'm going to put that back. Oh, we okay. didn't do what if Mo gets a cell phone. Oh no! We've got ideas for you. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. We missed a trick there. Um, what if? No, no, that's the right way around. Um, okay, who's like a big bad? Like, Hemmer's the most obvious one of the people we wrote down. We've got Hell. So it could be Hella. It could be Worthy Hella. Could be your big bad. Or Wonder again. Um, Wonder again. Captain Hydra. You could do it the other way around. And have an evil watcher put together a big villain team. And just invade all the universes and slowly get his ass kicked. And like so then you could pull out Captain Hydra, Hella, Deadpool, um Superpowered Wonder. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Um <laughs> Like if you really showed Tony getting like, you know, sick and like mm. he goes a bit mental because of that, mm. him 
unsnapped, like Thanos from the other half got snapped one, mm. could be that as well. Yeah, because it's the, it's the uh, a Thanos that won. If you fucking sent Peter Quill down the rabbit hole on that one and turned him evil, you could have evil Star-Lord. Mm. Maybe that's how you do it. Mm. And they could fight the Sixties Avengers. And that, oh, you could still have, you could have a Richard E. Grant cameo as uh, classic Loki as well. So that would be good. Oh, you could! <laughs> I like that. Surely there's something we can do with variants, right? Because I know Ooh. these are all technically variants, but yep. like we haven't actually explicitly done anything with variants. No, we haven't, have we? I don't, I don't want to do a gender bend episode. That's that's too trite. I don't want to do that. Everything does that. I know. Every fucking thing Including does that. What If Season 1. Um, yeah, yeah. Technically wasn't a gender bend. But eh. you, get what, you get it. I do. Yeah, I think so. I'll just put in parentheses, team up is the other way around. We have variant fucking Uatu. That, what if Uatu was a variant? There you there go. There we go. You know what? I'm going to put... That's going to be the finale. Yeah. We haven't really picked out the villains. You know what? They can just both cherry pick. They can draft from their own fucking what if universes. <laughs> we can get people back from season one that we liked. Yeah. What if Uatu had a variant? There we go. Had a variant. And that is bang on half an hour. He can be called Utua. Um, oh that'd be nice okay are we happy with that was there anything we felt we left on the cutting room table that we could well we used all of my ideas and I feel like I've spoke my best one first so you know that was very good okay so in a 12 episode season wow we have what if the other half got snapped which would explore what if exactly you know Exactly, the other half of the universe got wiped out. So, so what, what are we setting up in that episode? That's Evil Star Lord. Evil, ve- no, no, um, vengeful Star Lord. Vengeful Star Lord that's so committed to vengeance that it basically overtakes him. Mm. You could have him take the fucking Infinity Gauntlet instead of melting them things. He, ah, he, he tries to get him to work again. He didn't die as the hero, so he's going to live long enough to become, to become the, the villain. villain. Boom! Gonna, you know what? I'm going to put a little. You know what? We're recording this. I don't need to make notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now this is where I think we could do some some chopping because we then have three kind of cap centric episodes in we a row. Do don't we? So do we want to cut? Tony is a super soldier, which is basically Cap dies, and Howard and Tony work more exclusively together. The super soldier serum becomes a super soldier kind of cyborg. Process. Yeah. Tony is the, the first person. The super soldier. The super soldier. And that's his name. The super soldier. The super soldier. Um, and he becomes, you know, he still gets rid of that virus, but basically that, hmm. him, the whole new power. It's basically what if power hungry Tony never had a change of heart. Yeah. And he got all the things he wanted and all of his bad egoness came in to ruin his fucking life. Yeah. Basically, we're f- <laughs> that's us retconning the Killmonger episode. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then there you go. That's another villain, isn't yes. it? It's, uh, it's Super Soldier Tony could be a villain. There's What if Cap never went in the ice? Mm. Which would lead to him becoming like, you know, the... I think that and Captain Hydra can be combined. Potentially, yeah. Because he can still... You could have a... Could you have a good Winter Soldier? Okay, that's part one of 60s Avengers. What, he doesn't go in the ice He doesn't all? go in the ice, and he's Captain Hydra. And then oh. 60s Avengers... For, oh, wait, no, because you've got to have a cap, haven't you? Because he's got to be wake that fucker up, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Who could you have to replace Captain America so we could combine these two episodes and make it in two parts? What, in the 60s? Yeah, so Cap lives through the 40s, into the 60s, joins Hydra. Do they liberate Bucky? They liberate Bucky. Job done. And he's... 
He's the Star Spangled Man instead. It's Cold War. Mm. You can give him a red, white, and blue arm. Done. Ooh. <laughs> what if the arms race? Sorry, no. Terrible pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so that can work. So, hang on. How's that changing things? <laughs> right, so part one is... That can be that can be your mid-season one, oh. so that we still do what if Uatu had a variant at the end, which yes. is like an hour-long episode. Okay. Your mid-season is a two-parter, which is what if Cap never went in the ice slash yeah. Captain Hydra, yeah. and part two is what if Stan Lee assembled the yeah. Avengers to fight Captain okay. Hydra. Right, that makes sense. We're going to get rid of them. That now makes it a nice, tight 11-episode run once I get rid of those. I do like the super soldier, though. I think that's a really See, good idea. I think that can work because it's more, it's less a cap episode, it's a Tony episode. Mm. And it gives us a nice villain. So, yeah, that gives us evil Tony. Could we could we put the Super Soldier in that? Are we doing the Super Soldier as its own episode? Well, I think, I think it's still its own episode. It could be like you have part one happens, because we can, we can mix around the order of these things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Captain Hydra goes first. Or do you want to do them? I think that needs to be episodes five and six. What, Hydra and Sixties Avengers? So, yeah, yeah, Hydra and Sixties Avengers are episodes five and six, so that episode two is the Super Soldier. Okay. You so know, I'm going to make room. it ten, because I'm just going to put an asterisk next and cool. Norse versus Force. <laughs> we can't get away with that. Um, <laughs> that's the Christmas special. That's the Christmas special. I love where your brains are. Done. So, okay. What if the other half of What if Tony is the Super Soldier? What if casting? <laughs> yeah, casting. It's a Gardens episode, which is a... Freaky Friday swap <laughs> of the cast, the actual real life cast of the Guardians and the Guardians of the Galaxy. I just like Drax as a wrestler. <laughs> oh yeah, he'd just be Batista, just Batista bombing people. <laughs> yes, um, I'm a fucking snake. I like to hurt all people. people. Um, what if Hela was worthy? Is episode four, mm-hmm. which is um, yeah, Hela's Odin doesn't banish Hela. She becomes Thor. They come to conquer Earth and unworthy Thor and. Prisoner of War Loki rise up together. Hela is the bad person we take out of that. Yep. I don't know who the bad person is we take out of casting necessarily. <laughs> that was just that's just your funny party four episode. What was the what was the name of the guy who ran Marvel Television previously? It's gonna, oh, him. like Perlmutter. There you go. Oh, it could be like Perlmutter. <laughs> is that where we get Stanley officially introduced? Because like he would exist in that universe. Oh, he would, wouldn't he? And they'd all notice, like, that Stan... Not Scarlet Witch. Stan Lee's the Nexus being <laughs> that exists in all multiverses. Yeah. That could work. Um, number five is what if Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Again, comedy, but Deadpool's your bad guy coming out of that. What if Wanda Hex the World, which is Wanda extends... Um, what's it called? The Hex. The, the town that it was oh, in. Westview. Westview to the whole globe. Only Hawkeye remembers. And... It's tasked with kind of taking her down. Oh, it's basically just... It's basically what if Hawkeye was Hitman. <laughs> it's just him in a... And he's the only one who's... Like, <laughs> you could get him to shave his head, have a barcode... No, I'm joking, but like... Oh, oh, he could kill someone with a briefcase. That'd be fun. I'd be all fucking for that. Um, episode 7 is... Um, what if Smart Hulk went to Sakaar? Mm. So that's your Planet Hulk episode, basically, of Hulk... Being smarter and amassing his underground forces to take the Grandmaster over, your bad guy in that could probably be the Grandmaster. Um, could be. Who else is on there? Who else wants the car? You could. But this is. You could fly somebody else in there now because we're changing it. We could just have a rough and tumble guy turn up who, mm. like, it could be Abomination. It could be etc. etc. Um, 
we're going to drop Norse versus Force because it just doesn't work. Um, <laughs> then we get, okay, this is, we're going to change the order, but then it would be, what if Captain Hydra? What if the 60s Avengers? And then finally, what if Uatu had a variant, mm. which would be him doing the opposite of what normal Uatu did and gathering all the bad people, and Uatu would have to... Well, it would be even more interesting if the bad people were in charge of getting to the little pocket dimension that has them fighting over the Infinity Stones. Yeah, maybe. It can be a bad guy story. And then you give for season three to be the big, you know, all of their variants of the good people versus all their variants of the bad people, but they've got the Infinity Stones. Mm, that could work. I'm happy with that. Lovely. That's a beautiful 10 episode uh, series there. We did it. In 35 minutes. That was better than anything we would have come up with by ourselves. Yeah. I'm very happy with that. I'm sorry, Norse versus Force. You're too <laughs> fun. I'm going to put you in a box for later. Christmas special. <laughs> Hell yes. It should be better than the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, but that doesn't take much. No. I'm still worried about that Guardians uh, Christmas special. I know. It's, Apparently, it's introducing the an amazing character to the thing. It's like. going to be fucking... It's going to be like James Gunn himself. It's yes. just like, hi, I'm James Gunn. <laughs> I'm the best Marvel character. And always have been. This is a fucking Vision was happy to work with himself situation. Yes. I guarantee 100%. It. Right. You don't need to know which one of us won because we both, we're all winners. We're all winners here. But let us know which idea but you like. what liked. if we all won? <laughs> That's episode 11. Hey. Um, let us know if you had any thoughts yourselves on what episodes you would like to see in season two. And where can they tell us about that, Michael? They can tell us about that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username Fowley and T. That's F O U L E N T. You can find us on Spotify, uh, podca- podcasts, Apple Podcasts, podcasts. just generally podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username Fowley and T or Fowley and T Podcasts. And of course, you can go to FowleyandTamer.com for more stuff. And of course, go and find me and Darren individually on Twitter and Instagram and at that Mike Owen and at the Guttridge, respectively. Beautiful. Right, coming up, uh, we are going to be reviewing Free Guy as Sorry well. Sorry, late. That's my fault. That's his, That's on him. Uh, <laughs> we're going to eventually be reviewing Bond. That's on him. Um, <laughs> turns out the Turleys really like Bond, so I was forced to go into a mass family gathering oh, wow. to go and watch Bond. But oh, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Um, we also have lots of movies coming up soon. Venom's coming. <laughs> me and you are going to have a night out. It's going to be the, fun. The, the review you sent me of it is 90 minutes of the most god-awful acting CGI and plot you've ever seen, followed by the greatest two-minute end credit scene of all time. It's got me so fucking jazzed to go and watch that piece of shit. You would not because believe. It's going straight on the worst list if it's not the worst thing yep. I've ever seen, which uh-huh. is weird because it's just going to be a disappointment otherwise. We've got Dune or June, whichever one you prefer, is also coming up after that. And we're not miles away from uh, the Eternals. I feel like I'm forgetting a very big one in November. Eternals, Spider Man, and The Matrix. And last night in Soho is also coming. Lots of TV stuff on the horizon. Um, And video games. I don't think we're actually playing the same video game. No, but this is good for the end of year podcast. That it is. We might be getting GTA 3 San Andreas and Vice City remastered Mm. any day now. (laughs) Because it seems like it's ready to go. It's just going to go, yep, there you go. Yep. Have that. It could drop any day now. Mm. Any day now. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Enjoy the outro by Michael. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye everybody! Bye. Bye!